From the Far East to the Great West. The podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre. Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we're talking about the 1974 The Dragon Dies Hard, uh, sometimes titled as Bruce Lee, A Dragon Story, and some other names, and we're going to get into that. This one was directed by, I believe, uh, Cheng Li Kwan, um, although I found a Wikipedia article that said it was uh, named, it was uh, directed by a guy named Shit T, <laughs> which just made me laugh all by itself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is another in the long line of uh, Bruce Lai starring uh, Bruce Lee biopics. The story here starts with young Bruce in San Francisco delivering papers, randomly running into people to fight, and then it gets deep into the uh, tabloid um, story of what people they think happened between him and Betty Ping. Um, on top of that, uh, if I'm yeah, this one it, it lambasts some of uh, the characters in his life, uh, certain directors and things like that. Um, but yeah, so Michael, y- y- tell us more about this. Like, I know you're, you're, this is a series of, of these Bruce Lai doing Bruce Lee actual biopics versus being Bruce Lee in the, in the other context of, you know, Dragon Lee kind of stuff of him playing Bruce Lee in Wish Fulfillment. Like, when did you first see this and give us the goods? <laughs> the goods. Yeah. Well, I felt I I think I felt sort of bad about my referencing this film because what we're trying to do here is do this. Uh, there's five films that Bruce Lee essentially played Bruce Lee. I mean, he's popped up as Bruce Lee as a sort of a secondary character, like in Exit the Dragon or in in um, Bruce Lee We Miss You, where he's sort of playing Bruce Lee's ghost. But here there are five essential films where he's playing a biography of sorts of, of Bruce Lee. And we did two of them already. We did, we did his most, you know, probably famous and probably most well-liked film, which is um, Bruce Lee, The Man, The Myth, or Bruce Lee, A True Story. And then we did Bruce Lee's Deadly Kung Fu or A Story of the Dragon, which was sort of a memoir, kind of just dealing with just a period of Bruce Lee's life when he, gets, when he starts uh, developing uh, Jeet Kune Do. But there were three others, and um, I thought it might be an interesting idea for us to sort of tackle them back to back and just sort of, you know, get them out of the way, but also be able to to compare them and see the different representations of of Bruce Lee that are sort of manifest in these in these films. So this one we're doing first, the Dragon Story, as you you said, is uh, from from '74. I I actually didn't see this one till much later almost to the point where um i would i would probably say probably like in the nine, 1990s or something because uh, it was a little difficult to find i ended up getting a german dvd of it but um the, just to to explain the confusion so much with this is and you and i were we should talk a little bit about it is there are so many aka's and titles that get flipped around and a dragon dies hard and even Bruce Lee's Super Dragon gets tagged on to several of these productions, so it's flip-flopping. And I was, you know, telling you which ones we had to start watching for this, and I kept sending you the wrong links because it was even getting me thrown off, and I'd have to watch some of the movie just to make sure. And um, so with this this particular film, this was actually the first, uh, as far as we can tell anyway, the first um, 
incarnation that Bruce Lee did with Bruce Lee. The first, his kind of coming up from being a co-star, sort of second, third banana in a uh, you know straight kung fu film to doing his first Bruce exploitation film. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we can start from there. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so this, um, yeah, it kind of tells an odd story, especially, I guess I have the disadvantage that I've, I've seen enough um, other uh, biopics on Bruce Lee that I kind of know the story and I've read enough about it. So this is kind of at a time, you know, he just died and somebody's scrambling to come up with a, a script of imagining what had happened based on, on the tabloids and maybe a little bit of internal uh, knowledge from other people that knew him or something, but it, it's pretty strange. So it starts out in San Francisco. Uh, he's still doing papers. He stops me, fights some dudes. Just that's the way it goes. Next thing you know, he's in a karate tournament and um, uh, quick offer to become Green Hornet. It's like they kind of like mow through his life, uh, all the big stuff that people know within the first few minutes, including all the way up to the point where he meets Linda in a really awkward exchange that he's like using some kung fu on her and he like knocks her on the ground. He's like, hey. You want to go on a date? <laughs> right. Very, very funny. But yeah, they really knock out most of the things that people know pretty early on. Um, the copy I watched uh, is just terrible. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those YouTube things. I looked. You actually sent um, another one to me that you said, this looks like a better, um, you know, in terms of better quality. And I started watching them side by side. And I'm like, first off, I'm like, wow, the soundtracks are really different. But And, and one of them had this freaky... Um, watermark at the top left that just kind of flipped around a lot it was really hard to watch um, oh yeah right yeah so i'm pretty excited i'm like okay this one looks cleaner and uh the the sounds are different you know people are saying completely different things uh, which i just love that because it's somebody approximating what do you think these guys are saying to bruce <laughs> but, <laughs> but then yeah we get to a, right when it was time for like a like one of the first dialogues and fight scenes it was all in german or something <laughs> and i'm like oh gosh okay that's not gonna work but yeah, it, I think there are good copies, and I've thought yeah, I could almost pull that one down and put different, to do something different to it. But yeah, I don't know. Um, the one that's out there, the only one I could find was in pretty poor shape. Well, you know, and this one's a kind of an interesting story for on a, on just a production side because it it, it there it notoriously got jumped on by the the Lee estate. I actually have some of the old documents from the the lawsuit because. You know, here's this movie that's coming out, and this is like 1974. I think it it got released, I think, in October of 74 in the U.S. And here, and it's portraying, you know, Bruce Lee becomes an intellectual property, so you can, of course, go out and essentially make what you want on him. But then once you start representing the wife and the kids and that kind of thing, then it becomes a whole other mm -hmm. deal, which is part of the reason why a Bruce Lee story became The Dragon Dies Hard is because it was like, well, let's take the words Bruce Lee out of the title and try and see if we can assuage this lawsuit. Now, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what happened with that lawsuit, but I can tell you that one of the things about this film, again, being early on, it's much more in the lines of like a Chinese melodrama than it is a martial arts film. Bruce Lee at this early stage of, of them jumping on to try and make a movie about him was was they were approaching it from the um, less of the idea of him being this uh, obsessed sort of developmental martial artist like you see in Bruce Lee, the man, the myth. And it was more about this sort of brooding celebrity, you know, who fights occasionally. The the beginning of the film, you know, we've got a little bit of that. He's he goes like you said, they've they hit a couple of the key 
probably notable things in Bruce Lee's legend at that point, which was, you know, that thing you were just mentioning about his wife. That actually kind of happened where she's in a martial arts class and he's kind of tackling her on the ground and he does ask her out on a date. So that was kind of pulled from okay. some real story. And just the and again, you know, they this film and you'll you'll see it again in um I think they do it in the in the other the second one where I mean maybe we should make note that we're gonna do the, the three films in the series we're gonna do is, is this one. The next one that we're doing will be uh, the Bruce Lee Superstar. And then the third one is called He's a Legend, He's a Hero, or The Dragon Lives, which is the, the third and final one of this little series that we'll, we'll do on these films. But you can kind of see that they each pull sometimes similar things. So, uh, and then at the same time, the, each one of these films has a, a slightly, in my, you know, my opinion, a different take on who Bruce Lee was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, it's all filled with all this just garbage and you know fights and samurais and all that kind of stuff but it's interesting to watch how he's portrayed like i like i was saying in this film here and you're at a disadvantage because i think the version you saw was a later video uh release where they lifted probably about 15 minutes of the film and dropped in sequences from another film which is uh, superior youngster or you know the hong kong cat or uh with uh, nick chung that i think you saw some of right yeah so exactly i um i couldn't find a lot of reviews on this movie so um what i did find just kind of searching different names is there is um portions of a book that was written of people i don't know maybe you can tell me more about what this is i believe it's called dear bruce and it's people responding to somebody about things about bruce lee and somebody was responding to this movie and why this was a bad representation of his life but in particular they said you know this movie this is how i figured that out i'm watching it and i had no idea why these fight scenes were in there i'm like who are these people and where's bruce lie and why is this happening and this guy you know he said look it up it's this Corrado, the hong kong cat like they put these scenes in there. So I put Corrado next to it, and I like I looked at the backgrounds, and I kind of fast-forwarded through Corrado to find a similar background, and I found the fight scenes. I'm like, oh, sh- so what the heck is happening here? Why yeah. is Corrado getting... Yeah, and then somebody else said this movie, of course, they talked about the lawsuit. They mentioned that um, it didn't have any action in it, so they just, like, they said probably some Ameri- uh, some Westerner, I uh, shouldn't just throw it on, on U.S., but some Westerners was just like, well... Um, people aren't going to be able to tell the difference between Bruce Lai and this dude who's Corrado. So just put him in there and it'll look like he's doing martial arts movies. Well, yeah, and not only that, but I think even in the actual quote-unquote official version of it, the, the, the original release, you can tell that the majority of the fight scenes that Bruce Lai is in his hairstyle is different mm. as if they went, you know what? We did this melodrama on Bruce Lee. We got to put some more fight scenes in because that's what people seem to be into. Because if you look at the several fight scenes, he's got a very, his hair is just done. I don't know if it just grew out and it was later and they were just trying to fix it up for this movie or whatever, but it's so, it's so different looking in like three or four of the big fights. And there's only, I think it was, um, um, in a, uh, it's a, a, a book called, um, for blanking on the name of it, but the guy mentions how there's only like nine minutes of of, of fight footage in this, but I think that, like of that nine minutes, seven minutes was possibly even added in wow. later. Uh, but the the version, what I think is interesting, that if you see the original version of this, and you and it's it's worth, I think, just for anybody that's interested in just sort of digging into these films and sort of really, you know, even as 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 plotting as they can be, like. 
shit tea, <laughs> or, or <laughs> also known as shut dick. <laughs> it's just got the best names, this guy. You know, this was his first or second film that he had directed. So it's a little, you know, I mean, there's elements of it that are pretty mundane and, and you know, you can he's showing his freshman effort. But there's some sequences, and I don't think you saw them because I think the version you saw, these are some of the, the sequences that were lifted. Right. But they had some interesting elements where one of the things about this movie that I, I find interesting is the relationship with his wife. Now, if in Bruce Lee, you know, a true story in Deadly Kung Fu, it was non-existent. She didn't exist. You know, in Bruce Lee, The Man, The Myth, they get a, an actress that looks like dead on her his wife, but she just floats around in the background. Like she just literally is cooks him a, a makes him a shake or something at, at his house, and then waves goodnight to him. And another, you know what I mean? That that's right. about her portrayal in that film. There's another one coming up that will do the he's a legend, he's a hero, which has, which has another interesting take on her and that. But in this case, you know, they pick this woman who I feel looks it just looks so. I don't know, their their chemistry is just so off, <laughs> for one thing. They just do not look like they belong together. And it's not because she's a blonde white woman and he's Chinese. It's just something about her and him and this just don't really kind of gel for me. But it's it's interesting how they have this relationship in this film that gets portrayed. Because the beginning of this movie opens up with Bruce Lee already in the United States. Right. And there is sometimes elements with these films where we are portraying Bruce Lee where you get that they're in some cases trying to sort of reclaim him and and they they have these indications here where he's which I thought was kind of interesting because it starts off with him in the United States it's not like here's Bruce Lee in Asia I'm going to to America you know it's it starts off with him delivering papers and he meets his wife and they have this relationship that you know very plottingly develops but at one point they say, and it's kind of an interesting shot. They're they're both framed on one's on the right side, one's on the left side of the shot. There's a house in the background that's their house, and they're talking about having kids. And as they're talking about having kids, the camera pushes in on the house, and then all of a sudden, and there's sort of a bad cut in there. But you know, it, it, they're pushing into the house door. They come out of the house now with two kids in their arms, right. and. It was sort of an interesting way I felt like the director trying to be uh, artsy and try to show how the time progresses and they have these kids. And I don't think you... I, well, that wasn't in the version you saw, was it? No, no not in fact, at all. In fact, I don't even think there were kids in the version you probably saw. But, you know, he's got these two children that are clearly very Asian children. They're not, you know, like... Uh, you know, they were bothering to, to make them a mix or look more American, you know, uh, English or, you know, Caucasian. Um, they're very Chinese, which I thought was also an interesting part. I mean, you could just say, oh, well, we, you know, we're in shooting this in Taiwan, so we've got to grab a couple kids, and that's the best we can do. But I, I find that there's a lot of this throughout this story that's, that's trying to keep uh, Bruce Lee rooted in where he comes from, which um, you know, he says right before he leaves, probably about 20, 30 minutes into the movie, he says to, his, to Linda, he says, hey, I've got to go back home because that's where I belong. Right. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, she has a couple of really funny scenes, but otherwise, she's pretty much non-existent. Um, there's a great scene in this where um, Bruce is fighting a, gun, a bunch, uh, sorry, sorry, fighting against a bunch of Japanese guys with katanas, and uh, she just yells like, "Here, honey!" and throws. That that was well. That was my. Fi- you were going to ask me what my favorite scene was. That was it. Okay. Because I think that is the funniest moment because. <laughs> 
He's they, like you said. They're he's fighting this ja- Japanese samurai in somewhere in Washington State or San Francisco, <laughs> and and all of a sudden she goes, "Here you go, honey," and tosses him new chocolates. Oh, it was the best. Oh, it yeah. was the best. But but that was like the the extent of her in this because then it's like okay, well, well no, actually she shows up again later. It got cut out, but again she shows up in Hong Kong for him oh. at one point. She shows up, but it doesn't it the the. the that's the thing that's kind of again, you know, and you got to understand it too. At that time, you're in the '70s, you're in you're in Asia. I think this idea of mistresses, particularly if you're Chinese, if you got a white wife, you know, it's like, boy, you better have a Chinese mistress, or you're not exactly, a good, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, right. so he she comes back and shows up, and they, it's kind of interesting because they they bring her in, and I'm like going, when that happened, I thought, okay, well, this is what they're gonna have an interesting discussion here about. Oh, I got this white wife, and I got this Chinese you know mistress and it, they just they just they didn't she just kind of looked a little sort of like uh but they 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 then go back to Betty Pink Pay who is sort of in this film being portrayed as not the, she's in a sort of benign way she's not the temptress or anything like that she's just sort of like the girl he falls in love with they have the passion affair in fact in the original version she even tells Bruce Lee to go back to his wife at one point you should go back to your wife so she kind of has a little bit of a, a moral by the tail end of the, the film, which, you know, I mean, I guess we just jump ahead to the, the very last shot of the movie deals right. with her being mournful on the beach, looking out at the ocean. After oh, away. there was so much beach walking and music. And, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you could. I can feel once you've told me like the whole story, I can see why this this was just melodrama. I mean, think of how hysterical and overacty Betty Ting was the whole time. She's throwing ashtrays, and she's just completely losing her mind over Bruce. Like, I don't know, just not wanting to hang out or something. Right, yeah, and that's what I mean. His character in this, again, how Bruce Lee's represented is is not, you know, it's not that that focused martial artist that we see in other films who's, like, trying to improve himself. He's kind of like the moping celebrity, you know what I mean? And he's... When he's even when he's in the U.S., remember there's a line. I think it's right after actually that samurai battle where he says to his wife, he goes, "Boy, it's just horrible here." You know. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's like the people he's fighting there are like, "I'm going samurais." I mean, what's in there? And then he's got the Japanese guy that challenges him after the the international. So right. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but. Well, let me ask you something. Um, since yeah. we're, I mean, I'm still a, a little confused. So we have these three films that we're going to talk about. This one which has lots of different names, but um, we'll just call it, from since that's what we've started with, with The Dragon Dies Hard, which I know another movie has that name too. And we'll just <laughs> yeah, stick okay. with this one. That one be in this one. All right. See, there's two more. Um, the um, Superstar, which is what's coming up next, and then the third one, which is called what again? Well, it's it's a little easier to, to if you're going to do it that way because then you can just refer to it as the Dragon Lives. Perfect. So Dragon Lives those, is three. But how, right. so those are truly like kind of the three um kind of similar movies what makes them similar versus like another bruce lie one would be the man the myth which we saw and it it is another biopic like how is it different well i think first off this one you know we're talking about now is the very first one so that's right. why i think there's a they have i think what would settle in about being what was so so appealing to of, of about bruce lee to the the public i think hadn't probably settled in on these filmmakers they just knew he was a celebrity and they rushed out to make this movie um I think what happens is by the time that when he did the next one we're doing, the um, Bruce Lee Superstar one, he actually had already said in a couple of magazines, he'd already done a few. He'd done this one. He'd done uh, Deadly Kung Fu. 
and I, he had already said this is it this is gonna be my last one then of okay. course he ended up doing um man the myth etc but um they i think here we like i said we've got this story that's more of a melodrama we've got it it deals with him starting in you know um in in uh seattle or wherever they're 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 thinking he is in san francisco meets his wife and goes to the end of his life by superstar when we're doing superstar like he's a legend he's a hero or the dragon mm-hmm. lives those two films are similar in that they both kind of deal with him from being a child to the end so it's a little more encompassing it starts with him as a kid and it moves on where Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, you know, it starts off with him about 19 or 20 and he's about to go to America and kind of follows him through that process. And then Deadly Kung Fu was just that. that. So in terms of just his life, that that's sort of the, the way they cover the the different bases. But I think each one, even though it's Bruce Lee in each one, has such different attitudes about Bruce Lee, you know, and he's portrayed in such different ways. It's some, you know, there, I mean, there's obviously crossovers and similarities um, but um, you know, you know, you saw Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, yeah. and 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 I and I think there was something so entertaining, and it's it's a fairly episodic film, but there's something really entertaining about it, and there's they really portray this idea of him being this sort of lonely outcast martial arts guy who's just trying to better himself and you know make a name for Chinese kung fu, and I think right. that that sort of played as the the through line for that film and it was done in a really what you know I, I thought a pretty i mean comparatively you know it's a very handled really well in that film yeah the man the myth is just fun i mean from the yeah the moment that starts it's just a really fun movie and you said it um when you first introduced that movie to me that it's the one you introduce people to like if you're going to get caught up in this uh this phenomenon you're going to watch that and you're going to be like wow this is great and bruce lie is great and i want to watch more of it this, if I would have been 74 and I would have gone to a theater hoping to see something about Bruce Lee, would have been just like somebody's pouring garbage on me in a movie theater. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's very little redeeming qualities about this movie. It's telling the story all wrong. I mean, it has some good stuff, but the version with, that I watched, of course, with the Corrado stuff... Um, yeah, just terrible. Well, that now, and that was that came out later. I mean, this when this film was released in in um, sometime around it was October in, in seventy four, and it was actually the the and I think it's the only one, the only Bruce Ploitation film that ever made the cover of Box Office Magazine. Wow, so this yeah, would so. have been yeah. So this was a melodrama then, very little fighting. Uh, Bruce Lai was playing that part. This is the one as well, right? That um, the 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 filmmakers are the ones that called him lie instead of his real name yeah i mean and you'll sometimes in in probably translations of the the you know the original chinese text will sometimes see it written differently but this was when it came by the time it i i I can't say for sure if it was you know i didn't even ask him about this but whether whether when it was here in here in the states or whether it was back in asia where bruce was tagged on as his moniker you know right so but you're right it was at that at that point because by the time that it did come over here as the dragon dies hard it was starring bruce Lai. okay and i attributed this uh in the opening of this episode to chang lee kwan which i got from i think from internet movie database but this is actually directed by shitty <laughs> it really is a shitty it really is a shitty film yeah yeah exactly no right yeah exactly no, and I, and, I, and I think so. I mean, it made it actually made a, a fair amount of money at the time because, you know, when it came out in, the, in, in theaters and it was, I remember in, um, 
the Oriental Theater in Chicago it, it made close to eighty thousand dollars in ticket sales, yeah. you know, which was a lot at that time. And 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 so, you know, but again, it was like a public that was just getting ready for this ride, you know, where it was right. like Bruce Lee under the dragon. Oh wow, this must be another one. So you know, they didn't know what you know at that point. It was like you just ate up what you were handed. Right. <laughs> what else do you do? That's funny. Um, okay, well, yeah, so we would go to favorite scenes here. Um, you, you, we can talk a little bit more about that one, or I don't know if you want to grab another one. Well, I mean, I, like I said, for me, there's not, you know, that, that just sticks out because it was just such a funny moment. It was like the, the, the kung fu couple, and you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's just sort of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where it's here, honey, here's the nunchakus to fight the, and, and then he just kind of, that's where he leans over the car and goes, ah, oh, this is such a horrible place, and this dead samurai on the, on the front lawn. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, that, that just, to me, that always just stuck out of my head. That's terrific. How about you? Did you have a moment that otherwise stuck out in you, for you? Okay, that is the moment of moments. But um, what I like, because I've watched a few of these now, is often when it's time for um, Bruce to throw a little philosophy our way, he'll talk about, you know, that Kung Fu is spiritualism and spiritualism is Kung Fu and stuff like that. And this one, he was like getting his class already. And he said, Kung Fu should not be used for crimes. <laughs> that's right i'm like oh thanks for that like this one we really just dumbed down the philosophy to okay just don't like rob people with it but otherwise you know it's you know beat, beat some people up where where i know um in in superstar it's all about beating bullies or something like that where this is really just you know have fun but don't commit crimes that's right that's true that's a good way to look at it <laughs> So who in this is the director thing? Like there's this thing going on where this one director's pissed off and he quits and then this replacement comes in. Was that some sort of low way? Um, yeah, he's definitely, you know, it was, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's kind of like which one, you know, might as well just let the other guy in because they were kind of the same character almost. Um, but yeah, it's, it's he's supposed to be low way and they even okay. kind of are representing, you know, they even have like a... Um, a run run Shaw guy character in there right. as well, you know. Okay. So they there there was some elements obviously that were known at that time about about Bruce Lee and his relationships with these you know, with these directors and producers and what he was going through with you know, which comes up in the other one with people offering him roles, you know, in, in the next one. Yeah. Um Okay, so do you but, think the movie they're doing was supposed to be the big boss? Well, I mean, they were kind of a little loose in their interpretation with that. I mean, you're going to see in, in The Dragon Lives, they get a lot more detailed. Like, things have actual, you know, they start they start paying attention to what film looked like what. Here, it was a little bit of a just like, eh, it's put them on a lawn and just surround them with some guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was thinking it was the I mean, end, the big lawn scene just poorly made. Yeah, I mean, it's like the big boss was in Thailand, and they're clearly not in Thailand, and, and Fist of Fury <laughs> is, you know, taking place in, you know, early 1900s, you know, so it was it was just sort of like this amalgam of just a Bruce Lee fight scenes, you know, but... Yeah, but I was watching right. I mean, for a German Shepherd to, you know, jump Yeah, the, <laughs> and that's right. But, I mean, they had, you know, the elements of, you know, they, and there's, it's always kind of fun to see which parts of Bruce Lee's life or legend or or myth comes through in these and you know you have him with the internationals which is kind of odd because he's wearing like a karate gi in the internationals which was <laughs> right. not been a lot of 
you know, made a lot of sense. And and uh, and like you said, he's right afterwards. A guy walks up and goes, "Hey, you want to be a star?" I'm the T, and she, you know. And, and then then they did do that where they they show him. And some of this turned up in the real Bruce Lee a little bit, where he's running down the steps wearing the Cato outfit. I again, I don't. This might have gotten taken out of your version, but when they're shooting the the Cato show, they do a couple of sequences where, you know, they're doing the Green Hornet. Um, and so a little piece of that ended up in the real Bruce Lee, but uh, you know some of that stuff obviously by this at that point was already being absorbed into the the consciousness of the the filmmakers. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so yeah, is it true? I mean, I believe this is something I read once, but the the Green Hornet was released um, in Asia as the Cato Show, right? Yeah, that's correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then when and so when Bruce Lee went back home, you know, and I think it was when he went back home for his father's funeral. He goes back and finds out that he's, you know, he's uh, uh, got a name. <laughs> and so that's when the, yeah. suddenly the offers were, were coming his way. Yeah. Okay, so this is the confusion thing again. So I brought up the Cheng Li Kwan, and that one was off, actually off of Internet Movie Database. That one is a 1975 movie called The Dragon Dies Hard, but it has a poster on IMDb of Bruce Lee's Super Dragon. Okay, which what was it called? Okay, so this one's called The Dragon Dies Hard. Right, nineteen seventy-five, and this one's directed by, Qua, well, Cheng Li Quan. And that's that's Bruce Lee. We miss you, which is sort of like a okay. um, exit the dragon or the tiger or Bruce Lee dies and somebody's going to avenge him kind of per- a movie. You know? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Because yeah, yeah, I know there's a big difference between the Taiwanese-made films and the Korean-made films, and in terms of quality and the way they tell their stories and all of that. The Hong Kong, you mean? Yeah. yeah sorry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, this was was pretty hard to watch. Um, I'm gonna actually go find a version that is. I'd like to see the the just the pure one that I don't know if we can find it, but the original, I guess, would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to you know I'd like to look it up and fi- I might have it to give to you just because you know I think you remember there's that sequence later in the film where he's fighting the you know Cheng Fu Hung, who's the big guy that yep. confronts him on the set. You know, we saw him in. Um, we saw. What did we see him in? I can't remember what we see. He pops up. Oh, an exit of the dragon or the tiger. Right. So, well, there, you know, there's a whole setup to him going to fight Bruce Lee in that story that I think gets cut out of the version you saw because they just dropped another, you know, superior youngster fight scene over that <laughs> for some reason <laughs> or another, you know. But uh, yeah, it's worth it's worth seeing just from the standpoint of seeing how the relationships are portrayed and and how Bruce Lee deals with his, you know, his wife and his mistress. And it's, you know, again, it's a plotting movie. It's not an action film. Anybody that's looking for some good, Bruce, and he's, it's so early in his, his career as a, excuse me, as a, um, you know, as a film fighter, you can clearly see his footwork, his punches, his, you know, there's a couple scenes in the beginning when they're, and now you can't fault him for this necessarily because of the, because of the camera work, but when he's fighting the, the, the black guys in front of the the Washington Post, I guess, you know, they, the way they wrote it on the side of the building. Right. He the, the punches are missing by like two feet. I mean, right. it's so clearly not hitting their face. But anyway, so there's a there's definitely a there's definitely a road to be traveled for him yet to start getting into being the better fighter that he was. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, because by the time I see the next one, the whole opening sequence is him, you know, just kind of showing his moves, and they're magnificent. Um, so how did Bruce die in this one? Is it just pure exhaustion, or uh, do you feel like it was explained? 
Yeah, no, this one they they I, they worked around that for okay. sure. And again, maybe because it was early on, I don't know. But you're right. He's this is a, it's it's a good thing to bring up because it does get con- it's it's approached in each one of these films in different ways. But here he's you know he's just starts clutching his head. I mean, yeah. they're, they're sticking with the head clutching. I'm getting headaches. I think the the implication sometimes is it's just he's like over exhausting himself on the physical side but maybe he's also on the spiritual side over exhausting himself which in the last one we'll do i think that becomes a real key issue is the the way he's messing with the spirits essentially but uh here i think it's more just well you know we're gonna have him die in his mistress's house we're gonna have him just kind of die, but and he does. I mean, it's just sort of like he goes in there, says good night, and then he's just gone. You know, right? You know. I liked the Betty Ting character. I liked the the actress that played her. I thought she was pretty hilarious, and she was trying really, really hard. Um, and it's there's some great scenes at the end of this. Like it really stops being about Bruce, and it's just sort of becomes about her. And, well, yeah, she's out partying, and she comes in, and some guys yeah, trying to like gambling. And, yeah. And all the way up to the point that she finds him dead, which is, of course, what was in the paper. So, well, you're, and we'll we'll get to it at, at some point, but we will watch the Shaw Brothers, Bruce Lee and I, which is made with her playing herself. Oh, no she kidding. plays her, she plays herself, and Danny Lee plays Bruce, and so that'll be a whole other. Uh, oh, that will be a whole other. That'll thing. be another <laughs> deal for you to see. So, well, cool. So we do have a message this week, but I need to get it over to you, Michael. So this is something, uh, I believe it was Marco. Marco, we will answer your question soon. You're asking about um, how some of these fit together with different footage from different ones. It'll be lost on me, but um, I get, I'll get that to Michael and we'll get an answer for you. Um, any other news, Michael? Uh, no, I don't know when you're, this is coming out pretty quick. Well, we're just a couple weeks away and Bruce's fingers should be out. And I think you and I are going to... Um, I don't know how you're going to want to handle it, but uh, I think we might get some uh, copies to give away. You know, so com- coming up in the next week or two. Very exciting! Yeah, this the this episode is actually coming out. Um, this if this is your Monday, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, uh, the day prior. So <laughs> this is fresh and new. Right. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll come up with something and you know post it out to Twitter, and we'll figure out uh, how we can get people um, involved in some some Bruce magic. Okay. All right, well, sir, um, thank you. This one was wild. Um, I really feel more confused at the end of it than I did starting it, so I feel like um, I'm going to have to watch, like, three versions of this to finally understand the vision of the filmmakers, <laughs> if that's really what I should even be trying to do. But I do want to see what it really was like without those um, those added-in scenes. Yeah, from that's, worth, that's worth, it's worth looking into if you have any interest whatsoever in sort of seeing that, you know how they're you know throw because this will be one of two where the wife has a you know whether it's a i mean it's a throwaway part in some regards i mean she's sort of just discarded partway through the movie but there is a relationship developed at some point that's at least interesting to watch yeah and i like the the what these people were dreaming that bruce would have been getting involved in and stuff like that in fact i I don't know if I picked it up in this one, but I've read somebody else commenting on this one that there may have been a miscarriage by Betty. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think that was in my version. I would have remembered it. just her absolutely losing her, her shit a few times and, and, of course, the big final death. Yeah. Now, the Hong Kong cat, um, having watched the fight scenes in this, um, very interesting character. I think I'm going to have to check that out now as well. But I do think it's crazy that they actually thought um, somebody was going to watch this and not just be confused with who are these other 
Asian dudes fighting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I was really beside myself. I'm like, who is this guy? He looks nothing like Bruce Lai. And who is he fighting? And why are they outside in the desert? And I, it was really weird. So, yeah, I look yeah, forward to that. Yeah. Good, man. Well, I'm glad, uh, glad I got you through it. Yes, thank you. And until next time. All right, buddy. Hey all, before you head away, a quick note. I found the original version of this film on Amazon Prime. As I've now learned, always check Amazon first. (laughs) Don't go straight to YouTube. But um, yeah, so on Amazon Prime, it's called Bruce Lee, A Dragon Story. Just look up that with Bruce Lai. A lot of the information's wrong on it, but um, it's the same movie I was watching uh, without all the Corrado stuff. So... Let me send you out to the theme music of Bruce Lee, A Dragon Story, a.k.a. The Dragon Dies Hard. Till next time, guys.